And now. And now, introducing the one, the only. Now let me introduce to you. Lively talk with successful people, barely filtered. This is the Jenna Ben Show. Okay. Thank you so much for tuning in, everyone. Uh, you are listening to The Jenna Ben Show, and I'm your host, Jenna Benemy. With us today, you guys, I have a, a, a super beast superstar. He is actually the nephew of the sport, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Like, how the hell does that happen? I don't know. Welcome, Higan Machado. It's a pleasure, my What a pleasure. Yeah, I'm so glad to have you here. Now, um, not only are you just born into this awesome family, but you've accomplished so much. So you are the, okay, so you're the nephew of founder Carlos Gracie, right? Yes. But you're also an eighth degree red and black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which is like unheard of. And you're teaching out of Beverly Hills. You have your own academy there. Yes. And you have like a million other things going on in Hollywood. You're like the guy right now. And and to break it down, guys, this is the guy that's like teaching people how to fight for real in the movies. So no more of that, like, you know, that fake stuff like, wait, he didn't even touch him. And then the guy collapses like you're doing the real stuff. Yes. Uh, I, I tr- uh, try bring evolution in films is coming from martial arts. Mm-hmm. Um, the time like let's go back like 30 years ago. Like uh, Bruce Lee, Chuck Norris. Yeah. Uh, that phase, the Bruce Lee was the pioneer who started bringing different elements for fight scenes. Mm-hmm. Like when he did the movie Enter the Dragon, he did grappling. He did like uh, almost look like he's doing MMA on the the film. He brought like these different styles. Like he practiced boxing. He practiced judo. He practiced everything to. Enhance him, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, martial, uh, his style of martial arts. He's the creator of the Jikendo, which he uh, embraced different styles. And um, after this, you have the karate from Chuck Norris, mixed with a little kickboxing. Mm. And little by little after that, you have the evolution from Jean Claude Van Damme, mm. who the ballerino with high kicks and spinning, yeah. the beautiful uh, style, and the style of uh, uh, Steve Seagal, the big yeah. throws, the when he did the move above the law, was a, was a very a good way to little by little change the the view of the film in, in Hollywood. Mm. And with the influence of um, UFC, yeah. uh, people get wise. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not like a, uh, people know more about grappling, people know about like strikes, take down, they, the knowledge is, is higher. Mm-hmm. Because that uh, the new generation of stunt coordinators and directors uh, start like, let's add something more up-to-date. Mm-hmm. Let's add a little bit jiu-jitsu. Let's add a little bit uh, uh, takedown, some things like that. He, he little by little, you see moves like uh, Taken, mm. Leo Nielsen. You see moves like Born Identity. Uh, the yeah. guys create the kind of most aggressive killer style, fast. Uh, you, you start to see things change. And, um, my participation, I have a friend, his chat, who was a stunt, was a double of Keanu Reeves. After this, he did, was a stunt coordinator, second year director, and he's a comedy director. Mm. He, his first move was John Wick. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, he directed John Wick. He, um, on John Wick 2, uh, J.J. Perry, who is for me is one of the biggest fight choreographers on the business in chat, and we have opportunity to start talking. I went to the studio they have, the design action for films like 8711, mm. which is, I believe, is the number one in the world for design action for films. Oh, wow, okay. And Chad and his partner, who owned the 8711 design team, uh, uh, they did John Wick. They want to do John Wick 2. Um, and I, I came more like a advisor on the grappling. And I have opportunity to work with Keanu and show him a little bit how can push him to the next level. Right. Uh, I study everything he he know and just add a little bit more flavor, a little bit more challenge. Mm. Uh, with that success of uh, John Wick 2, other opportunities that happen, I have a chance to work with the actor who did the Black Panther, Chadwick Bosner. Mm. And you see on the, the film some jiu-jitsu, some submission on the ground. And um, after this, I have opportunity to work with Van Diesel in Fast and Furious 5, Fast nice. and Furious 7. I, I did a collaboration with Jeff Amada, who was the stunt coordinator for the action for the 87, uh, uh, Fast and Furious 7. Uh, I, Van Diesel, in have a fight with Jason State. I put little ground, little things, did a little collaboration. So uh, let me ask you, did you also work with The Rock on that movie? No, I didn't have a chance to to work with The Rock. I have opportunity to, to, to I met The Rock, the first time I met uh, Dwayne Johnson, uh, mm. was in Scorpio King. Okay. Because I knew the stunt coordinators, we say hi pretty quick, but he was in the middle of the shooting. I don't like to, to bug. He, uh, after this, I have opportunity to, to meet him again, Fast and Furious 5. Mm. Fashion Fear 7. And I did a show called Ballas. Yeah. Uh, for HBO. The, uh, one of the, the writer, producer, director, Rob Wise, said, hey, come to do a cameo and stuff like that. I did a little cameo. And um, I have a chance to, to say hi quick and stuff. He loved fighters. He is a, yeah, a big I fan bet. of fighters. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a great athlete. He's big, like yeah. <laughs> he's like a, a good ambassador of uh, the next generation of uh, action movie stars. Like yeah. he's funny, he's strong, he's like a, that kind of charisma he have, and he work hard. Is is um, was a great opportunity. It was a pleasure for me to have a chance to 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 see how uh, his work. His fight scenes is pretty nice. I like his style. But uh, it, would you say he's very teachable? Uh, he he's very simple to teach because uh, you don't want to go to a guy like The Rock and try get him. It's it's like almost like I see like he, the look. I say what The Rock look like. He look like a brawler. He look yeah. like he throw guys over the table. He have that kind of vibe. And I create, when they do, I come now as stunt coordinator. I, I start as a, um, doing uh, fight scenes and advisor. After this, I start learning how to put the fight together. Mm. Uh, and now I, I know how to coordinate the, the action a little bit. I still baby steps, but I believe I have opportunity to work some of the best guys in the world. I believe in that 
in the future gonna be able to to get some big challenges, big movies mm. for for come a, a very good designer for action films for film. Like a stunt choreographer with like the fight background too. Is that what you're going no, after? No, no. What happened when you do action films? You mm -hmm. have like catches. You have wire work. You have FX. You have all kind the things you you learning mm -hmm. by from the best the best right yeah uh, but right now my level i learned how to i get films like uh, i i got a, a film for wrestling for ki for kids for teenager movie i believe directed by uh, brad uh, who directs a movie if he a long time ago with Denzel Washington and Russell Crowe, Virtuosity. He, I, I worked with him as a stand coordinator, my first movie director. I worked with T.J. Miller, who did Breaking Bad. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I trained him, I designed the fight scenes, I did all the research, I got the coaches from 1984, because the move was supposed to be in 1984. A lot of the things, I worked with the Terry Howard, who played the coach, mm. and they put me to play the assistant coach oh, on nice. the show. Yeah, it was kind of a good experience to be around great actors. Uh, and, but this kind of experience, uh, you learn a lot because sometimes things happen there. When you shoot, you have to come out the answer right there on the spot. Mm. And things like that uh, is what you get the good experience. Yeah. Because on the paper, you learn, oh, it's that simple. But when you real shoot, the, yeah. sometimes the time is the timing doesn't the work. Yeah, sometimes you predict to do a fight scenes like 10 bits. Right. And the guy said, here, we have 10 minutes now. You have to cut this half and mm. shoot in 10 minutes because uh, we go above that. It's going to be not good for the production. Wow. Because you start double the payments for everybody. You, oh, my like God. That's a lot come, of pressure. You have to come out there in 10 minutes. But this is what gets you to be good. As a so you like being thrown into the fire. You believe in learning yeah, I think that's, under yeah, pressure. I think it's like uh, whatever I do is a mistake, I re come back to the studio and I learn from my mistakes. I say, mm -hmm. how can I get do this 10 times better? And I start studying, I start learning from the best, and I try to get better and better. Mm -hmm. But my next move is a move called Hype, which is a prison film. That's a bigger challenge. Mm. The budget sounds triple the size wow. of the the film. I, I the first movie I did as a stand coordinator. Now I'm doing. Oh my God, that's a serious movie. We're gonna shoot in prison. And but my first thing is, uh, I come out of my mind. I don't want to do fence fight scenes. I don't want to do too much jumps. I want to make very brutal, like a. Animals. I mm. create a coach in my mind. Oh, these are a bunch of animals. They want to kill each other. They want right. to break each other. They want to headbutt each other. They want to fight dirty. They whatever they can do in this prison as violence. Uh, that's basically what the, I want to create on the the show. I want to come out with a brutal and real, like almost like you look the movie. You're like, oh man, that's violence. Right. That's real. You want you know? the audience to really feel. Yeah, that's that's my style. My style is to, you watch, example, UFC and watch the movies. I'm yes. going to do as, as a stunt coordinator. You're not going to know the difference. I okay. want that kind you of feeling. You want that authenticity. Yes, because yeah. the moment you, you sometimes you look at a fight scene, 
and for me, I can see it's fake. Mm. You know what I mean? You of see, um, you, you lose a little bit the vibe. Uh-huh. Like, it's like, come on, man. Like, right. <laughs> you, you want it I mean? to be bring authentic. Some, yeah. yeah I well, you have a higher like, standard, but I think that's why that's why Hollywood is, is pursuing you because you know how yes. to make these things come off authentically. Yes. But I want to go back to something you said. Now, you said you learned from every experience and sort of being thrown into the fire, right? So if you, quote, fail, you learn from it. Now, what does your process feel like? Like, let's say you're on set and you, you're only given 10 minutes. And you uh, didn't execute the way you wanted to execute. What are you thinking? What are well, you feeling? I think very simple. I think, uh, like the time I used to be an athlete. Let's go back to when I used to be an athlete, when I used to compete. Uh, sometimes you sign up to go for the competition. And you train very hard. You spend hours on the gym, get ready for the event, for the competition. Yeah. But sometimes things happen. Sometimes you get hurt. Sometimes you get sick. Sometimes, you know what I mean. In a bad day, and you have to compete. Right. And you you go with the punch. I said, let's take the bull by the horn, and I will take. I will. That's what make a champion. It's like, let's go. Yeah. It's no skills. Right. You can. I have fights. I fought super sick. I have fights. I fought with a, a hurt foot and and um, all kind of the real problems and I still going to the competition win it's no skills mm-hmm. you train to be a soldier and you want to be a warrior and this thing is going to happen the same culture I bring for the business in Hollywood mm. is no skills I'm here if this amazing opportunity let's try to do my best right and things happen use your imagination and create the answer to make it happen and base I start doing that the uh, the directors I work with you start like it mm-hmm. and that because I always positive the first thing I bring the vibe of positivity which and is very important to any it's dynamic very important because you know emotional intelligence is more important than skill sometimes because a lot of people can do the job but if yes. you're likable and they want you around you're going to get the job yes I don't I, it's like example I work in a movie with Nicolas Cage in, in Cyprus okay right he um, I have to fight a, this alien. Okay. And they take me to the jungle, and they did the makeup for three hours, mm. and they put this syrup of blood all over me. Okay. And um, I wait on the chair, waiting for my scenes. Yeah. 16 hours. No. Oh, my God, that's Mosquitoes, torture. Mosquitoes, <laughs> hot, sweating. <laughs> and you're like this, praying for, for take the... Because itchy, you yeah. f- the most uncomfortable You're like stuck, torture like you, don't, you can't move, yeah. Ever. Positive, happy, yeah. and they couldn't do the same. And they have to redo the scene the next no, day because <laughs> a lot of problems happen sometimes with lights or something or something delayed and they keep pushing my scene to be the last scene of the day. Mm. And suddenly like start get dark, it didn't match. Uh, Yes, say, okay, here we have to reshoot you another day. No complaint, let's go, yeah. blah, blah, blah. That's the kind of the energy I bring when they work because problems going to happen, things is going to happen, but uh, put have enjoy, do your best mm. because every I think about every opportunity I have, I want to do my best. Yes. I do a good job, now put this on the past, what's next? And this kind of attitude 
I've been booked one show after another. I've been booked mm. in acting. I've been booked to get opportunities. I have some uh, meeting some of the be best guys in the business. If you're always the positivity, let's go. Let's make it happen. Um, so you attribute uh, your success to your personality, your charisma, and your yes. positive attitude. Yes, positive is number one for me. So what about your skill? Where does that fall on the list? Um, it's like I look to me like same like in the sport jiu-jitsu. In, in the sport jiu-jitsu, have different levels. Have like white belt, blue belt, purple belt, black belt, quarter belt, red belt. In the Hollywood industry, I look the same way. I mm. want to get my first belt. Right. Uh, the way you do by working. Okay. And by learning and to watch it, to study and have so many amazing people in this industry is is unbelievable. Like every time I have opportunity to meet some the people these amazing people in the industry, I look myself like a sponge. Mm. I wanna get everything you know what I mean? Every yeah. inch like I have meetings I have opportunity to come friend of Mel Gibson and ask him a thousand questions. Yeah. I l every conversation we have for me is uh, something I'm never going to forget. I have chance to come friend of Oliver Stone, the same thing. Like, I try pick this guy's brain. Mm. Uh, uh, Clean Easter, I have chance to talk to him about uh, his movies. And I come very good friend of uh, Francesca and Scott, mm. who... Uh, the kids of Clean History have chance to meet all the kids and nice. a couple of his premieres. So when you are training all of these successful people, I'm sure you've picked up on some consistent traits across the board. What are a few things that all of these people who have really made it in their careers have in common? Uh, I'm going to tell you something funny. Uh, the first time I, you, I met a celebrity in Hollywood, I was, because I'm a big fan of the industry. I love movies, I love TV shows. Yeah. I grew up uh, watching Rambo, yeah. Commander, <laughs> Terminators, all these uh, Rocky. But it's kind of funny, when you met the person, the celebrity person, Yeah. the first time you're like, wow. When you met the second time, wow. After you meet a hundred celebrities, right. the wall disappeared. Right, then they're just you human. Start look, yes, you start look them as a normal person. Right. And that is amazing because now you start discover them as a human being, not as like a superstars or not like a, a time for picture. <laughs> We're just and, snapping a few. Go on. And that is where I can do my job because when you you have opportunity to to look them as a human being yeah, and not look them as a celebrity, that's when they can work with them. Mm -hmm. And that's when they have the best results. Uh, that's, I feel privileged because I always talk to my brothers about that. Sometimes you go and teach a techniques and this and that is great. But I said, when you have the power to get the person to be a better person, mm. a better father, a better a husband, a better businessman, a better Anything he wants in his life, that is a privilege. That's of a, it's a responsibility. It is what I love. That's why I, I thank God every day for giving these tools to, to have a chance to, to help people. Like. 
Yeah. So you're in the position where you're really transforming lives. And that's true, that's you mentioned true. a psychological component, not just physical, because when yes. people look at jujitsu, I think they're thinking, OK, well, it's going to make me physically prepared. But so much of the sport is psychological. Yes. And I think that when we look like fighters like Conor McGregor, you yes. know, and, um, you know, looking at his last fight with Cowboy Cerrone, you know, Cowboy's a very strong, qualified fighter as well. Yes. But there's something about the fight within within Connor's mind. He's very mentally strong. He's disciplined. Uh, yeah, what do you, you know, attribute it do to? Do you know what I think about Connor? I love him, by the way. He's okay. one of my, I don't know. I love uh, He's so good for, for the sport. He's unbelievable. But uh, what I love about uh, him is uh, he use everything to all the, everything happened at that he used for his beneficial okay he grew as a fighter with the energy of the people screaming oh yeah he's the camera the presence the the mm -hmm. depression get him bigger than life yes when he step on the the octagon when he go open his arm the people could screaming right he, he born to be a star yes and I think that kind of power he have, he bring all these good elements for him. Like when he did the fight, the first time ever, a MMA guy go and cross for boxing. Mm. It's like, it's fantastic. I said, like, man, this guy is one of the smartest fighters i ever seen. Yeah. He made hundreds of million dollars in that fight. He brought the, the event, in the whole Europe love him. Right. When he come to the fight, the ticket sold out in minutes. Yes. He, he, for me, I'm a big fan. I love every time he fight. I'm excited to to. Yeah, he watch. has that charisma about him. So I was at um, what was it UFC 246 in Vegas. I went to the press conference and media day and got to see him. Kind of just got to feel his energy in person. And man, that room, the theater where they had the Pearl Theater where they had the press conference, like. People went ham on this reporter who was trying to ask him a question about his fine. They, he got booed. The reporter got booed to the point where like he couldn't even finish asking his question because they were so protective of Connor. And he's just sitting there like, I mean, kind of like nodding his head like, yeah, that's what's up, you know. But he just has that power and, and people love it. You have that kind of – I love when he trashed out. <laughs> It's yeah, <laughs> like, it's like a showman. Like I said, wow, man, this guy is amazing. He's very entertaining. He's entertaining. He is the epitome of entertainment. That's why sell tickets for shows yeah. like UFC. Like you bring the entertainment value. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic. He have this ability. So, of yeah. the current fighters in the scene, who is like the guy in your mind? Uh, John Jones for me is the guy. Okay. John Jones. Why? Uh, because he have all the tools to. To be a, a tricking good fighter, his arm is super long. Mm. His legs is long. Mm. It's almost like he, people to reach him is hard. Right. His background is wrestling. Yeah, he fight different. He throw elbows. He throw some orthodox kicks. He's like a very unique, different style. Who is is very difficult to mix. Like uh, sometimes the fighter is smaller than him. Mm. It's not as easy to fight him because he's so distant. It's hard mm. to reach him. And the longer the fight goes, uh, better he gets. Uh, uh, he, for me, is one of the, my favorite 
fighters to watch when he Interesting. go in the UFC. Okay, now same question, but all time, like no longer fighting, but just like fight OG, who? Who's your favorite? Uh, all time. All time. Uh, uh, I love uh, Chuck Liddell. Chuck Liddell, okay. I love the look. I love the way he fight. I yeah. love the, He's one of the nicest guy. I have yes. opportunity to hang out with him, training for him. He's one of the... He's like the real deal. He's a, a another guy I love is Randy Couture. Randy Couture. I have uh-huh. to chance to train Randy Couture. I was the, at the time he used to do Greco Roma. I trained Greco Roma. Mm. I trained for Dan Hanna. So uh, under the same under the same group, like uh, uh, trained by a, a Wesley named Bobby Anderson. I, I, I trained for uh, these guys almost every day. Mm. Uh, Dan Henderson used to be my partner in training. Nice. Um, to see these guys climb on the martial arts, uh, on the M- M- MMA world, and do well like uh, both did, to being a champion to uh, is amazing. I, I really like my favorite fighters, uh, uh, Ren Couture and Chuck Liddell, like some, some guys I'm never going to forget. That's awesome. So I've met Chuck a few times. We have a bunch of mutual friends, and we've DM'd. And Chuck Liddell, you are coming on my show whether you like it or not. <laughs> oh, he's going to love to come. Man. Oh, he's so sweet. You know what? Maybe you'll reach out. I know Antonio McKee reached out for me, and he's like, yeah, I'll do it. But it's always hard coordinating. But, um, you know, he's such a nice guy. I ran he's into him nice at guy. a bunch of he parties. He would love to come for sure. Awesome. And then, yeah, Randy Couture I've met a couple times. We've been at some dinners together. and I did coach- a movie for him. Oh really? Wait, which one? I have a feeling I've seen it because I it's is it. Um, I don't want to talk much about the movie because it's a comedy. Oh, was it? It's a comedy. It's called the uh, Michael J. White directed the film. Okay. It's a western comedy called Outlaw Johnny Black. Okay. Oh, and, our engineer uh, apparently has watched it. I don't know. Was it good? No, Did you like it? No, it's coming out soon. No, no. Yeah, the, oh, it's coming out soon. Oh, okay. It's, it's, I think it's still in post production, but. When Michael J. White called me, I went over there, and Russell Peter played my father. He okay. played the chief. Russell Peter is a comedian? A comedian, yeah. Oh, my God, I yeah. love it. Russell, you're coming on the show. Russell, I met my, him my at... Um, he's one of my good friends. I love him. I spent the day with him one day. Anyway, go he's on. He's the best. Yeah. I love him. And when there was over there on this, the talking about which stuff I'm going to play, a cowboy uh-huh. or some bout hunt or maybe... Uh, some Indian with a knife. I was so excited. He said, hey, <laughs> it's a comedy. You're going to play the daughter. What? Yes. You're the playing The daughter a of chick? Russell <laughs> Peters. I called my, <laughs> my manager. What's going on? They wanted me to play the daughter of Russell Peters. And my manager, uh, Harry, Henry Pings, he said, hey, come on, man. This is a comedy. Yeah. That's why they like you to play the daughter because they want to make funny. Yeah. And I was so happy when the, the opportunity to work. And the, yeah. there was so many actors from the uh, Living Color, the comedy uh-huh. show in the past. In Living Color, so yeah. A lot of the old actors from the show came to do came on the show and have a chance to, to, to see some of the guys that grew up uh, watching That's my so favorite cool. comedians in the past. And I have a chance to work on the same show. It was amazing. Was very cool. Irene Katu play one of the characters. Irene Katu looked at me. What the hell is going on? <laughs> yeah, I'm the daughter of Russell Peter. That he is so joking. funny. Come on, sweetie, have a seat. And he's joking <laughs> around. It was funny. 
Ben so, Couture is amazing. He's yeah. great. And so he, um, I ran into him at, at Bellator a few Bellators ago when he was there supporting Ava Knight. Okay. Ava was on the show. Okay. Um, yeah. Great, great guy. Everyone who mentions Randy's name is like, oh, yeah, great guy. Yes. Yeah. Okay, God, there's so much I want to ask you. So I want to backtrack a little bit because on this show, you know, we talk about my guest professional stories. So how they got started in their careers and what they're doing now and what they learned from their, quote, failures and, and, you know, what's coming up next. So I want to kind of just backtrack and talk about, okay, so you're from Brazil and you are related to the Gracie family. Yes. So can explain a little bit the relationship between the Gracie family and the Machado family. Uh, my mother's sister, uh, Lai, uh, married the founder of the sport named Carlos Gracie. Right. Okay. Um, I remember growing up, I have a little bit problems with the health, like uh, asthma, mm-hmm. and have problems with dyslexia, uh, big problems uh, in school. Uh, I couldn't understand why I not. A student like my brothers, mm. um, they realize, oh, he's have dyslexia. Yeah. And Carlos Grace at the time was, uh, he had the Grace diet. He's a, uh, a doctor in some level. And I end up going to live with him. Mm-hmm. And he's, my cousin said, oh, you live here. Why you don't train Jiu Jitsu too? When we start training Jiu Jitsu, we live together, train every day. Um, and start doing the grace diet, start doing the swimming, eating health, nice. going to a specific school for, because the school I had to go for dyslexia was, I live in the country, but I have to move to the big city to go to a specific school okay. to help to figure out what's the problem with my dyslexia. Now. How old were you at this time? I was young. I was in my uh, four, 13 or 14. 13, 14, okay. Yeah. Um, but I used to train a little bit, but not as serious. Like when I moved to the big city, after this come a full time, I start getting good. I yeah. start doing well in competition. After a while, my cousins approached, Horace Grace and Carlos Grace Jr. approached my mother and said, he have to stay. He's, he's too good. He's going to be a champ. Good. And my mother, you want to do, you want to continue? I said, yeah, I'd love to to be a champion one day. And I took the opportunity and I was full-time trained like six hours a day, wow. six days a week, have one day off to relax and I start winning competition. Pretty soon I become a good competitor for, uh, for the family. Mm. And my brothers start following my steps, my other brothers. Mm. All the brothers end up become successful mm-hmm. in the sport. Uh, after a while, I have opportunity to come to the United States. Uh, At what age did you come here? I came in my 20s. Okay. 20. And when they came here, uh, I have a cousin who named Horion, Horion Gracie, mm-hmm. Horace Gracie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember I was the first one to, to come to America. And Hickson came uh, to me, Hickson. We start working together in the garage, help to teach some of the class. Horion mm. uh, opened the first school. After a while, I ended up m- moved to the valley, opened the first Machado school. Nice. Uh, and from there, start grow. Yeah. It, this, I think the, when Horion came out, the idea to do UFC, uh, 
was the big explosion of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, the victory of uh, my cousin Royce uh, Gracie. Mm. I think that was when the Jiu-Jitsu have a big explosion because it was the first time the world watched the skinny guy winning, mm. uh, bigger guys with chokes and submission. The whole world, do you understand? What the hell is that? Right. Uh, people, <laughs> what's these guys doing? And after this was a big explosion. Uh, right now, the sport Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu over 260 countries. Yeah. Uh, explosion. It's a super, it's like I have traveled for over 100 countries, over 700 seminars because the success of the... It's insane. Yeah. I can't, I, I like, I'm like, I can't believe that I'm sitting in the room with the guy that is responsible for so much of the success that has been in this very studio on the Jenna Ben Show. Like, you know, I like I've had um, Boss Rutten on, Frank Shamrock, you know, Steve Orozco, who I know is a friend of yours. Yes, yes. Um, You know, Antonio McKee, AJ McKee. A lot of the up-and-comers have been on, you know, and then the OGs and then even even um, executive officer of CSAC, Andy Foster. You know, so I've had like all the different kind of elements, the, you know, the promoter, the, you know, the officer, obviously, and then the fighters and, and everyone is kind of like it's come full circle with you being here given kind of like the originator and you're not just someone with the name you've actually contributed to the sport uh, for me i don't i love what i do everything i do with love it won my my philosophy me and my brothers you some my cousins we leave the ego outside just do what you love help people do your best and life is it's almost like tell my story you you love jiu-jitsu Jiu-Jitsu is going to love you back. Mm. It, I think it, what through the sport Jiu-Jitsu, because I gave so much love, so much passion, what's happened to me today, all these good things start coming back, mm-hmm. it, it's the best feeling in the world. Yeah. Uh, it's like another day uh, I was, I think in some place in New York, in the, some some neighborhood uh, were kind of scary a little bit because nobody around, <laughs> yeah. waiting for the train or uh-huh. something like that and I see this guy come to me I said Paul what's gonna happen this guy <laughs> looked tough and yeah. I start getting ready maybe it's a fight he said hey excuse me you Hugo Machado <laughs> I said yeah Boo, I have a, your book Aww. you think he, you, you stay here for a little bit I go I leave two minutes in here get the book you sign for me Oh. I said yeah sure I wait he went over there got one of the books I have in jiu-jitsu I signed. So sweet. And I said, like, how that happen right here in the middle <laughs> of, you know what I mean? It's yeah. Like a, amazing. Like, a, do you know what's amazing? Like, a, I have a friend in Australia, my best friend is one guy named John Will. Okay. Uh, he is one of my best friends from Australia. We're friends for over 20 years. Nice. He and his wife, Melissa, is like family for me. Mm. He, uh, I remember... Um, um, his wife tests me. Uh, it's a Higgin. Uh, it's gonna be John Will. It's gonna be turned sixty. Do a little, mm, send a message by sweet. the phone, like wishing him happy birthday. Yeah. I remember at the time I have a girlfriend who is uh, teach people how to sing and have a studio. Mm. I said like, why we don't do something better than that? Ooh. And basically wrote a silly song, like a rap song. Uh huh. Like joke around, like, and I sh- 
I wrote in three minutes. We shot like like same like this. We got the camera. She did little sound and, and did a little music video like wishing him bird was joke around. I sent to his wife was a big surprise. Was very success. Oh, she come. Hey, can I put this on the Facebook? Some of my students gonna love it. Yeah. I didn't think about it in Australia. Go ahead, put it on your Facebook. Let your student have fun, watch. <laughs> oh my God, it went viral? Went viral. <laughs> it sounded like uh, people from all over the world reposting, reposting, reposting. Wow, what a crazy feeling. I went to a national TV in Brazil with people like, hey, you sing the song. But <laughs> I just said, hey guys, I'm not, musician right it was <laughs> oh, just on, for fun uh, yeah i went one time to ireland to to teach a seminar with 100 people zone mm -hmm. to come to the seminar it, on the warm-up they put oh so my god everybody start warm up with my music i said oh my god what's going on you gotta here? start selling it but what was funny what i felt embarrassed because imagine like you see the city song <laughs> Everybody joke. He got going crazy. Yeah, I remember I watching YouTube or something, something so funny. Like I watch it, the comments, nah. Uh -huh. These two guys start talking like, man, that's the worst song <laughs> I ever seen in my life. This guy's crazy. How he put a song so bad on, online? Yeah. Yes, I left. I didn't put it online. I was thinking, but I keep it. The guy put something very weird happened. If the guys talk to each other. Mm -hmm. uh, I was driving the car. I started singing the song. And the other guy, me too. I was driving <laughs> the song. And the other guy, I know what he did. He's a kind, he brainwashed people. What? To do you <laughs> I said, yeah, I started looking at the conversation. I couldn't stop laughing. Taking on a life of its own. And that's in the test message, guys. I promise that's not a... a uh, brainwash at all you know what I mean it was uh... it's so funny well on that note um, I want to give you a little Titan CBD we're going to do a little Titan CBD toast now um, uh, you put water or how no it? so these are pop crystals you put them under your tongue and What's let them sit there like, um... it's CBD so it's good for any type of muscle aches anxiety oh. stress um, okay. uh, arthritis yeah so okay. cheers to you Hegan under your tongue I got um, our engineer, Alex, to try it, too. So you can hear it crackling a little bit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's going to taste good. Yeah. It's like a lemony flavor. They're coming out with different flavors. Um, this is just hitting the market. Mm, these guys have been great to me. I'm really excited. There's so much that's happening that I can't talk about with them yet, but you guys are going to see. Um so let it dissolve under your tongue. You're going to feel it kick in in a few minutes, and then I'll check back in with you in a little bit and see if you're feeling good. <laughs> All right. Hagan, I have a million questions for you, but we... Please. Okay, what was your first job ever? Uh, I think it was teaching. Teaching... Mm -hmm. You've only ever worked in jujitsu and, like, entertainment. Yes. Wow, Okay. A lot of the guests that have come on, like Boss, Rutan, and Frank Shamrock, like Paper Route was their first job, you know? And then, like, Frank worked at um, Payless before it was Payless. And then Boss, um, oh, my God, I have these, like, pop rocks in the back of my throat right now. <laughs> mm. It's kind of funny how pop, you know? 
Yeah. It's fun. It like takes me back to being a kid. Okay. So your first job was teaching. All right. So who do I really want to know? I'm skipping through my questions. So Steve Orozco told me that you brought Mel Gibson, who I know is a good friend of yours. You brought him to Smash Global. And like, I find it interesting how you start out with like just you and your family being super kind of well known for what you do. But then you enter Hollywood and people are equally excited to be around you as you are around them. And you're starting to make introductions. And so you're kind of like this hub of a lot of relationships around you. It's kind of funny. Uh, no, it's not that. Like, example, Mel Gibson for me is a, is an icon. It's like one of the biggest directors, uh, Oscar winner. It's mm. like Mad Max, Little Weapon, Braveheart. He, he he's a unbelievable success in anything he do. Passion of Christ. And when the opportunity I have to meet him as a person. Mm-hmm. For me, it was a privilege it to mm. to come to a point. I uh, have chance to hang out and come, come a friend, and uh, it's the best feeling in the world because I learned so much from him. Uh, he is for me is the red belt, the best of the best. So the, the red industry. belt is the top. It's the best. Uh, it's it the master belt. Okay. Yeah. And another guy who I love is Ashen Kutcher. Ashen Kutcher mm. for me is one of the best guys. How I've advanced is he? What kind of belt does he have? He's a higher level, but the, what happens sometimes if you ask he works so hard. Mm. He have TV shows, he have two kids, he have almost so many different companies uh, he run, and he's one of the most successful businessmen I ever met. Wow, okay. I, I, he is brilliant, brilliant person. Uh, he, for me, is my advisor. Everything I do, wow. I consult him because He's so successful in technology. Uh-huh. Like he invests in Uber, he invests in Airbnb. Uh, they have this company, he invests in Peloton Bike. Yes. Uh, he he is unbelievable. He's, I believe, one of the top angel, angel investors in technology, I know. That's so interesting because you look at him and you, like the roles that he plays, he's kind of like the like the pretty face, you know? He doesn't have like a sophisticated side to him in the movies and TV shows, but it's it's nice to see that, you know, he's actually a really smart guy. Yeah, my, his wife is so sweet. I love her. I believe wait, she's- Wait, sorry, a- I should know. He's Wait, he's married to Mila Kunis? Yes. Okay, you guys, Mila Kunis is my girl crush. So for my 50th show, I had Frank Shamrock and Steve Orozco come interview me. Yes. And they asked me who I wanted to fight. They're like, pick one celebrity. And I'm like, I don't want to fight anyone. And if I if I was going to fight, I'd want it to be someone I didn't like. And they're like, no, well, you should pick someone you like, like you, someone you want to know. I'm like, all right, well- if there is one girl, and I'm 100% straight, but, like, if I was into women, Mila Kunis, I think, is, like, the cutest chick on earth. And I just vibe with her personality in the movies anyway. I have so. a story for you. Okay, go. Uh, man, she she's so sweet. Uh, I, I was teaching Asha Kush, like, when, like, 7 in the morning or 6.30 in the morning. Mm. He came to the school. And uh, I see this girl coming out from the car and she have the some university shirt with the hood and yeah. shorts she sit down and when the Ashen Kutcher was uh, warming up uh, I came yeah I was talk to her hey hi, nice to meet you I asked her, what do you do and yeah she said I'm an actress uh-huh. oh you're an actress uh, 
<laughs> you didn't know what she wanted. I said, what, you I did any it. movie recent or anything I can see? I said, yeah, I finished a movie with Mark Wahlberg, a comedy. A, a oh, bear, Ted? Ted. Uh-huh. And I played his girlfriend. I said, wait a minute, I saw this movie. <laughs> and, but that, that character is played by Mila Kunis. No, right? stop it. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't remember. Maybe one of the friends, but I don't remember. It's just a Higa. I'm Mila Kunis. <laughs> I said, oh, shit, you're Mila Kunis. And she started laughing. I should put your phone on the ground laughing. And, and she said, I, I know sometimes super production and stuff. And she was clean face. was so cute. Oh, and I think God. that was a... Uh, uh, was super cool because she she laughed everybody laughed and she, she she's a amazing strong woman Mila mm-hmm. uh, Kunis is you she's smart she's phenomenal actress she's uh, she's amazing mother mm, she looks like uh, it amazing wife and, uh, it's so nice to see the relationship between Ashin Kutcher and her mm. it's amazing people Oh, I love hearing that. See, now I love her even more. Mm. And I think you have to introduce us. Like, I must meet my girl crush one day. Bucket list. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay, um, what would you say is your biggest failure? And I say failure in quotes. Because what we like to talk about on this show are things that you would go back in time and either change them or say, no, I would absolutely not change that failure because I learned from it and it turned, it, it, it made me take a right at the fork in the road as opposed to a left. So, what would that be for you? I think the biggest failure for me was uh, a girl. Oh, okay. Yeah, a relationship. I think this is something. I remember uh, this girl was, I believe, one of the loves of my life. Mm-hmm. And I remember she came to America for me, and she had a scholarship, have all kinds of things. Uh, best friend, like, mm. this is one of the relationships, like the best relationship you can have with a human being. It's kind of funny because we fight every day and laugh every day. We make up every day. Mm-hmm. It was this amazing kid relationship, adult relationship, like a best friend relationship, but we couldn't stay away from each other for five minutes. <laughs> we love each other so much. She know me better than anybody I know her. But that, I was thinking about that. I have so m- much opportunities mm-hmm. uh, in America, but at the same time, I felt bad because she have a scholarship. And, um, Where was her scholarship? In Brazil. Oh wow! Okay. And I was in America. I, I said, oh. well, I think it's better maybe you finish your movie, your movie on your school in yeah. Brazil, and we meet up later in life and we try again. Uh, it sounded like she ended up dating another person, oh. ended up marrying another guy. It's something like that. Yeah, he, he, I wish time would go back and have just said, I'm not going to let it go. You, I'm going to fight for you. Wow. We're going to be married. We're going to make you happy here. You have the same opportunity here. He even can be better for you, have better schools. Mm. I think he, sometimes mistakes like that in life you kind of regret, but is I learned from my mistakes. Right. And the next time I have this kind of relationship, I'm gonna fight every inch for the person. Mm. I'm not gonna let the person go that easy. The, that I think something like I said, poor. I wish I go back in time, marry the girl, have kids with the girl. Mm. But today, it's kind of, I'm happy for her. Yes. She's married, have her own life. I have my own life. 
but you always like you wonder what if it's like we have the unique relationship mm. it was very difficult to find yeah yeah well, it's like man i have the best woman in the world yeah let it go but you don't you know? know that that your life would have played out the same had she come i mean you managed to achieve success because you were able to focus so would you give up your success for this love I, I give up in one second. Oh my yeah. God, Egan, you're breaking my I heart. I think life is about love. Oh my God. When you find I the say woman, that. Yes. the woman of your dreams, man, it's nothing compared to the love for the person. Yeah. All these, all these material things, love is 10 times bigger. I prefer to be poor, broke, but I love the girl next mm. to me. They have everything in the world without the love. Oh my God, I love this man. Love is everything for me. Love is everything. You hear that, guys? I agree. Okay, do you have any children of your own? No. no? I wish okay. I couldn't have 20, but I'm still looking for the, the, the mother. The mother. Got I love it. kids. Uh, yeah, I have a woman who says, hey, I want to have 20 kids for you. I say, I mean, let's do it. <laughs> is, there, um, is there ever a time that you wish you weren't so well known? So well known. So well known, yeah. Uh, do you feel like that interferes with your life in any no, way sometimes? No, one of the things I do, I don't, I treat everybody the same. I leave my ego outside. Yeah, uh -huh. practice every day. I treat everybody, for example, going to a move set, the guy who is the DP, I treat the same like the lead actor, the director. I treat everybody the same because above everything, I'm not better than nobody. Right. Nobody's better than me. We humans. Um, the moment we embrace that kind of thing, you learn about people. People mm. for me is like a book. When you meet somebody, I want to read this book. I want to know about the person. I want to know his his dreams. I want to learn his passion. I want to know about his family, where he come from. It is what I fall in love. When you meet people, it's amazing. One of my BFF, my best friend in the whole, whole wide world is my cousin. Mm. I have a cousin named Cesalina Gracie. Okay. We call each other Batman Robin. We always oh, go out together. Who's Batman and who's Robin? I'm Batman. Of course. Robin. Of course. <laughs> but she she we we have the same vision. We help each other. She I believe is gonna be one of the next mega star in Hollywood. Oh wow. Okay. She looks like a supermodel. She need to bring her to the show because she's so amazing. Set it up. Yeah, I set up for her to come to, to meet you. Cool. Okay, Frank Shamrock wants to know when you guys are going to grapple again. Uh, Frank Shamrock is the most sweet guy I ever seen. Do He's one of my best friends. Do you know what's amazing about Frank Shamrock is uh, I remember when I met Frank, uh, uh, Frank uh, he looked like a Greek god. He <laughs> came to the academy. <laughs> And he took the T-shirt. I stopped to look. I said, God damn, this guy is Oh, my ripped. God. I can't wait to send yeah. him this clip. <laughs> and I looked to him. He said, man, why are you doing MMA? Go be a model or do something on the world of fitness. Because, <laughs> man, look at you. He's like ripped stomach. Like you see, like, what a great athlete. He's yeah. very sweet. He's so sweet. Oh, and he's he's been so great to me and supportive. Um I don't, He's a good guy. I, I don't know I if like I can him. talk about it yet, but he had this like TV opportunity for me. Um, I don't know. He's just he's been awesome, and I yeah, love. A, I like him. I know him for twenty years. Like we know each other for 
Yeah. You know, I have to say Frank is um, he's one of my go to's. I have a panel of like three to five guys that I call before a guest in the fight community comes on. and I'm like, all right, I got this guy. What's the dirt? You know, and I did that today. And he was like, just talk to him about grappling and tell him I said hi. I'm like, that's all you got for me. He's welcoming my academy anytime he wants. My academy is like I give him the key anytime he wants. The best. Well, I still need to come to your academy. Um, I was going to start training at 10th Planet. It's close to me. And um, and Scott over at Muscle Farm Shadow connected me. Um, but, you know, I I know I told the listeners I was going to start training in 2020 and I haven't started yet. I kind of just I don't want to start and then stop, you know. So I'm kind of like trying to find my groove and, and figure out like a spot that's good for me and a time that I can commit to. So how many days a week would you recommend like a, a, a starter like me? To train. Uh, step one is to know what you want. Uh, you're gonna do jiu-jitsu. What I want from jiu-jitsu. The step two is to use jiu-jitsu for get you in shape. Yes. Uh, the step uh, three is to learn the techniques to use your thinking, learn how to because jiu-jitsu. What I love jiu-jitsu is a chest. You play with your body. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And basically, learning the movements, how to connect the moves, how to set up the move, how to escape the movements. You create your own identity. Yeah. You, to a point, you get so good, you learn how to defend yourself somebody twice your size. Right. Um, and you build, give you that kind, of amazing feeling, the sweat. You finish a workout, like, wow, that was a good training today. Mm. And this kind of feeling is, is motivate you to do more and more and more. And yeah, I think that kind of motivation was sometimes missed when you go to the gym and you want to pump weights. Right. There's a purpose like, here. Like There's I, I an give an example. Goal. I was working out another day and the guy sitting, uh, doing the weights and sit down, tests, you understand? On the phone, uh-huh. do a little exercise, sit down on the phone. Right. <laughs> I said, Come on, man. He's not you like grinding the at the gym. To be social, yeah. Leave your phone, the locker, and go f- work out. Mm-hmm. Get the best from the gym. What all these machines offer you. Don't waste. In 20 minutes, you finish a good workout. You don't need to That's stay true. over there for an hour and a half to to play with the weights. That's Do true. Something. You can superset it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, how do you feel right now on Titan CBD? You know, I feel good. I like to have a bag. Do you have an extra bag? To, I'm going to bring one to your gym. Uh, and bring you're me a gonna... couple because uh, <laughs> I love the the thing, the taste in the... The little pops in your mouth? The pops on your mouth. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. All right. I can do that. Um, okay. So before I let you go, I'm curious. What's the biggest mistake new fighters make? Uh, I think the... In, in the sport... Uh, the same on the MMA, the same in Jiu-Jitsu. Um, a lot of people have to realize we call the law of the match. Mm-hmm. The law of the match. It's like almost like sometimes you can come and talk. Oh, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. A lot. Of, sometimes like doesn't matter. Mm. What's important? You go on the mat and do it. When do you do it? Even myself want to learn from that. Okay. You understand? Because I, I'm consistent, a good student. I never consider myself like I know enough. I think to be humble, to be 
focus to always keep learning, to keep improve your knowledge yeah. is very important for me. I think they mistake a lot of times when it, the fighters have the ego. Yes. They think they know everything. Mm. That's when they do the big mistakes because that's when the one day the fight is going to catch up because they say, hey, man, you don't know enough. Mm. It's better you be humble and keep learning, keep improving because the fight's going to teach you a lesson. Yeah, I believe the, li- yeah. the the fight in the life, na? Yes. To teach you how to be humble, how to 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 grow as a human, na? Like with actions better there. So else. your advice is to constantly be a student at everything keep that you learning, do. Keep learning, keep yourself humble. Humble keep yourself. It, yeah. yeah. Never feel like you've you've learned Never everything let the you ego need take to know. Over, yeah. yeah. Okay, follow-up question then. Um Pause for item. My mind went blank, but um, where are we at on time? Uh, we got to wrap it up pretty soon. We're at an hour and uh, two minutes now. Hour and two minutes. Okay, let me just think of my follow-up question. Um, okay, so follow-up question for you. What are your thoughts on fighters who go in for a knockout? For a knockout? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's amazing. You go for... for Because fight is... Is like you go for knockout is amazing because that's what you're looking for. Of course. Or to knock out or submit to finish the fight. Mm. That's the way all the warriors want to finish the fight. But sometimes it's not that easy. When you get somebody who's equal and good as you, yeah. strategy you have to replace, you have to be calm, you have to wait for the right time. Right. And I think it's very important to mix it up both. It's almost like you're doing a dance. Mm-hmm. Uh, they change the dance. You have to learn how to change the dance. Adapt. To adapt. Yeah. To, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think uh, it's very important strategy. It's always mm-hmm. looking for a knockout or submission, but sometimes... But don't make that your primary, your only goal, essentially. Like, you have to be able to... Yeah, but... Because there are fighters that will just, like, jump into a fight looking like they're just trying to get the thickest, the, the fastest knockout time, you know? It's amazing that he's able to deliver. I go for it. But right. uh, when you can't do it, the knockout, what's next? How are you going to win the fight? Mm, right. Okay. Strategize, yeah. Plan B. Uh, yeah. Plan A is the knockout. Plan B is to strategy. Right. Okay. Thank you so much, oh, Egan Machado. Uh, it has been, so I could talk to you for hours, and I'll uh, probably have you back on the show next time we're going to be in our brand new Dash Studios, um, which I can't wait Where, to show you. Where's the you. location? You're it's on uh, Coenga and Hollywood Boulevard, or on Hollywood Cross Street, Coenga. Okay, congratulations. Um, Thank you. It's beautiful. I can't wait. Should be there in the next week or two. Um, tell the listeners how they can get a hold of you on Instagram. Yeah, my name is Higa Machado. Okay. And uh, that's R I D A N. The little ball, the blue ball. But yeah, that's the, the one verified. I use, uh, yes. Verified. Okay. Um, and the I, name I of have your fun school? My my, the Academy. The Academy Beverly Hills. The Academy Beverly Hills. Okay. All right. And you guys can find me at The Jenna Ben Show on Instagram. Um, The show airs five times every week. We start with Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard, Thursdays at 9 a.m., Fridays at 9 p.m., Saturdays at 5 p.m., and Sundays at 7 p.m., all Pacific Standard time. Thank you so much for tuning in. Love the DMs. Love the support. Love the show ideas. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. (laughs) 